And that just that moment brings them back to who they are and it changes their behavior around food it, almost immediately, just that moment. And so I'm really trying to get people to, to understand the value. And then on top of that, learn how to find those moments, like to really look at their lives in ways that go like, okay, I can take a moment here and I can take a moment here. And, um, you know, I can set an alarm on my phone that goes off every hour and I take one deep breath every hour, just stop at work. And I take one deep breath. Nobody knows, nobody would even say anything cause you breathe anyway. But in that deep breath, there's a moment there where you go, you know, I've got a nice family and I have all these things that I'm, that I, that I appreciate that I'm thankful for. That's when you can grab those moments and, and they, you add those up over a day and over a month and over a year. And you've got a whole nother experience of life in my opinion. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest today is an author, YouTuber, and nutritionist. He is also race director of the sold out Mendocino Coast 50K Trail Ultra Marathon, one of only two vegan ultras in the US. He has a unique small steps philosophy, and his approach is the exact opposite of quick fixes, diets, and exercise DVDs, focusing rather on long-term, sustainable change and increasing self-esteem and confidence in the process. I love this part, especially because I, I think life is a, a long-term goal uh, game and <clears throat> whether we have any kinds of goals, in our life, we, we should definitely think about the long term as well. So welcome, Sid Garza Hillman. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. My pleasure. My pleasure. So let us know a little bit more about you, some of the things that uh, I missed out in, in this uh, short intro. Well, I, um, I, I, work, I live on the Mendocino Coast, which is Northern California, about three and a half hours north of San Francisco. And I run a wellness center at a resort called the Stanford Inn and Resort. And I also run an online course called Small Steppers, um, smallsteppers.com. And written, uh, as you said, a couple books. And I have a podcast that I've had for, well, I had one for about four years and four and a half years almost. And then I shut that one down and started another one. And I just did my hundredth episode of, of that one. That's called what Sid thinks and working on a new book. And that's kind of where I'm at. I have a family I have a wife and three children and we're uh, wow. doing our thing. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 I love that. So, um, I wanted to find out your perspective on gratitude. And one of the, the things that I'm really curious about is how do you define it what what is gratitude for you personally um for me it's a i guess it would be an, a, just a, a general appreciation for the things you have to me it is um one of the challenges i have as a health coach as a small steps coach and nutritionist and everything is is helping people in a way become what i believe they already are and it's letting that that person out 
and I, you know, my second book is called Raising Healthy Parents, and it's not teaching people how to be parents. It, they may have an idea of how they would like to parent, but they do that better when they feel good in their own lives, when their stress is low, um, and they're able to parent however they ideally want to parent. That's what I try to bring out in people. And the way that I relate that to gratitude is simply that I think we do have things that we appreciate and that we are thankful for. But for me, in my work, it's getting people to be able to have moments where they are aware of those things more often. And I think that's in the modern world, especially with all the challenges of, you know, social media and the distractions of, of just, you know, how busy we are. We, for, we often forget the things that we are, we are thankful for, and we don't even have the moments to, to take to, to recognize those things. And that's where I find my place in, in this arena. Mm, I love that. I love that. And how can we find um, th that time and place to, to do this? What do you recommend usually um, your, the people you work with? Well, that's, you know, my, my program's called Small Steppers and, and, and my approach is a small steps approach. And, and what I mean by that is I, I teach people to think in smaller moments to, that to, to real, two things, to really understand the value of a moment like a, a profound value of a moment. We, we think in big chunks now, even, and, and especially like if, you know, if we want to lose weight or something, you know, we go on a diet and it's a huge thing. It's a huge undertaking. You put your whole life on hold and you do the 21 day thing or whatever. Um, same thing with fitness plans. I want to get slim or what, you know, whatever that is for whatever I want to, you know, do whatever. And they go away on a retreat and they do this and they put everything on hold to do these big, these big undertakings. And I actually found in my experience of doing this for a while that, that we thrive in moments. We thrive when we can stand in line waiting for coffee and, and not look at our phone, but take that moment. And that's the, really the focus for me is because, you know, like I work with clients all the time, even on the nutrition level, and sometimes they're struggling with food and everything else. And one of the things I do, even before I recommend any changes to their diet, and sometimes I don't, sometimes I just say, you know what, text me before you eat. Don't don't even tell me what you're eating. Just, just say I'm about to eat. And that just that moment brings them back to who they are and it changes their behavior around food it, almost immediately, just that moment. And so I'm really trying to get people to, to understand the value. And then on top of that, learn how to find those moments, like to really look at their lives in ways and go like, okay, I can take a moment here and I can take a moment here. And, um, you know, I can set an alarm on my phone that goes off every hour and I take one deep breath every hour, just stop at work and I take one deep breath. Nobody knows, nobody would even say anything because you breathe anyway. But in that deep breath, there's a moment there where you go, you know, I've got a nice family and I've all these things that, I'm, that, I, that I appreciate that I'm thankful for. That's when you can grab those moments. And, and they, you add those up over a day and over a month and over a year and you've got a whole nother experience of life in my opinion. Exactly, I, I, to I totally feel the same. And, and that's why I believe it's it's such a great topic for uh, for our interview to, today because um, there are in my in my field let's say and uh, there are uh, like twenty one day challenges or thirty days thirty day challenges or things of this nature that have their value um, but I believe that they are so people usually expect after those days that things change and it, it's like they don't have to do anything afterwards and um, it's not actually like that and I believe that uh, taking in smaller um, steps smaller 
uh, amounts of time to do things actually uh, have a bigger impact and of course thinking about doing them from now on like for a year for maybe indefinitely like for the rest of our lives but not as something that to be to feel pressured by but as something that we enjoy and that's not uh, a big uh, step it's not uh, something uh, chunky something that takes a lot of our time but something small that we can do constantly and that has a much bigger impact at least in my experience than uh, just doing big things in in a certain amount of time. Yeah, I, I definitely have had that same experience. And I, I you know, I think that when, when you, when you date, maybe somebody does a 21 day and, and like you said, there's value in those things to me, if they understand that that 21 days is not going to solve anything, it's not even going to create a habit in that time. Um, so if they go, well, I just want to learn this new thing. I think that's fantastic. I mean, you know, doctors go to school and then they you know, they, they don't finish a medical school and they're already a done doctor. Like they have to start the actual practice of what they've learned. And that's sort of how I look at what I do. It's like, this is you learning things and then having, and then applying what you've learned into life and, and being able to continue that long-term long enough so that anything you take on actually does become a habit. And I would swing it back because I love the topic of your of the work you do in the podcast. So we can get back to gratitude. Gratitude can become a habit. If you, if you are, you know, you can go away for a 10 day gratitude retreat, but the fact of the matter is you've got to come back to your life. You've got to come back in a way that says, okay, well, can I grab, I call it stealing moments because nobody hands them to us. Can you steal, mo steal moments in your life? Can you become, can you make that a habit of stealing moments that of awareness and appreciation and gratitude and make that an actual habit. And I completely agree with you. I think there is a, a just a, a, a hugely important force that is found in these smaller chunks of time, like a huge force. And, you know, and I, and it, it's a hard sell because, you know, people want it fast. I want to do this thing and I just want to do it right now, but I think they're not clear on what they actually want to do. You know, almost a hundred percent of diets fail long-term because I think people realize I don't just want to lose weight. I want to be healthy and I want to be a healthy person forever. I don't want to lose the weight and gain it back. But almost every single time a diet, somebody goes on a diet, that's what happens. They might, they lose the weight and they gain it back. Nobody really wants that. So if they have a little moment to think of like, what do I really want? We all of us pretty much share a pretty similar goal in that way. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy so we can be with the people we love for as long as possible. And when you think of that, that long-term way of doing things, you, you kind of take it easy on yourself in the, in, the, in the learning of these things. You don't do so much that you burn out. You go, let me take this easy because this is, I want to set myself up for like forever, like you said. And that's a different way of, that's a different way of doing things. Yeah, and when you had this, this part about family and the people that we love and care about, um, it, it makes us, feel motivated in, in a different way. We know that some of the things that we do every day have an impact on on our bodies, on our minds and our emotions in, in the future. So if we know that we want to be uh, healthy from all points of view for our loved ones, we, we take different care of ourselves uh, in, in small steps for the future as well, because 
many times these are the things that can um, either help us or can really stop us in in reaching our goals when we want to lose weight or other get to other places where where we want to get to yeah i can uh, you know i'll come back around to the you know the book i wrote about about you know raising healthy parents the message there is is parents should take care of themselves first. And sometimes people go, what? Well, that's not, you know, if I have a kid, I'm, my first priority is my child. And I always argue, I go, look, you will take better care of your child when you're healthy. Because first of all, and, and happy by the way, and first, first of all, because you'll model that, like you'll be an example for your child in that way. But secondly, you'll be in a better state of mind most days where you can communicate with your child the way you want to. And, and treating yourself well, like really, appreciating yourself well um, can become its own habit and can really enable you to behave the way that you want to in the world in, in most days. And that goes for marriage and that goes for family and, and how amazing when, to see what, when you learn self-care, how good that is for everybody in your life and really for the world at large. That I, I think people aren't in a way selfish enough. Like they kind of stop at greed, but it's when you actually learn a true method of self-care, it's good for the world because you're happier and you're healthier and you're vibrant and you want to, you have the energy and power and the desire to actually help other people. And you can do that better when you take care, better care of yourself. And so it's a, it's again, it's like a weird model for people because they think, oh, you know, I don't, I got to take care of this person before I take care of myself. And I go, that never, that never works because then you're unhappy and it doesn't do any good to anybody. Exactly. And, and the tendency is when, when we are drained out is to actually expect a lot from others and to expect them to fill it up or to make us feel in a certain way. And that just leads to resentment and to, to things that actually hurt the relationship in, instead of uh, feeding the relationship and making it better. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And it's been my experience as well when when I'm taking care of myself and my and my needs, I'm I'm a much better person and I have much more to give and I'm much more generous and more able to enjoy the relationships that I have rather than okay, I I am giving all of my energy, all that I am and all of the things that I can and I expect others to give me back the same or something similar and if, if they don't I'm how how can they how can they do right. that? How, it's like it's a, a vicious circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's abs- it's absolutely true. And you can and, and on another level, you can see how you know the tendency of of drug use and alcohol use is kind of like you know you're mistreating yourself and you but you want that you still have that desire to feel good you know and if you don't learn a way to treat yourself well, you're gonna get that high wherever you can. And, and unless you learn a really good way of doing it, you're going to probably do it in an unhealthy way with, you know, junk food or drugs or alcohol, like I mentioned, or even, you know, unhealthy relationships, you know, you're just going to kind of go to these things that give you that hit, but that aren't real. And they're really not ever a good substitute for, you know, the actual, you know, actually living a good life, you know, being vibrant, being, having that energy and that joy in your life. I mean, I think that's, that's the, that's the struggle for everybody, for me too. And obviously, and so, cause I'm human and, and for all of us to, <laughs> yeah. for all of us to kind of be in that struggle and realize that there's work 
you know, we want everything so easy and we look at social media and we see before and after photos. And we think that's it. That's, that's gotta be easy. I'll, I can do that. When we finally accept that this is work, that to have a successful marriage takes work all the time to have a successful family, to be a successful parent takes work all the time. And when we just accept that work and go, yeah, it's what it is. It's part of the model. We're just so much better off for that. And we're less stressed about it. We're not trying to fight the work. We're just like, yeah, give me the, give me the work. It's worth it. It's worth the fight on this, you know? And I, and I, and I really do believe that. This episode is brought to you by Relationship Hero. Are you struggling with getting back your ex, coping with a breakup, moving on, dating, breaking unhealthy relationship patterns, or dealing with mixed signals? Start working with a professional certified relationship coach now on relationshiphero.com gratitude. Relationship Hero is the number one relationship coaching service in the world with an average of 4.9 stars on Trustpilot. Here's what people are saying about the service. This has been my sanity over the last month. I have found this really great for me since the breakup. I'm really grateful for the advice she has been giving me. It has helped me change my perspective. Despite being busy with his schedule, Maxi never fails to check up on me periodically. It has changed the way I look at relationships. Go to relationshiphero.com gratitude to support the Gratitude Podcast and get $50 off your first one-hour coaching session. That's relationshiphero.com gratitude, but you will also find the link in the description. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's, it's so much easier to, to accept some things of this nature than, than to fight them. Like for me, it's been... It's been uh, quite a, a challenge to to not fight things and to um, actually accept them. And when I was able to do that, it was like um, I think karate is when some when an opponent comes to you and instead of fighting him and uh, trying to um, resist and uh, do something with uh, with that. Uh, I don't know, that punch or something that comes to you, you actually use that energy and you turn it around and you, you do something better with it. And you, you manage to overcome that obstacle by using that energy when you accept it. And it's, it's so interesting how, how this can change our perspective and how we use our energy. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that's a great analogy, you know, just in terms of how we, negotiate day to day when we are in a place of, you know, like you say, gratitude and also acceptance of certain realities. And then we give into those, we, we thrive in that situation. Like we, we, I think we spend so much stress. We expend so much stress and willpower trying to avoid hard work that if we just did the hard work, we'd be less stressed, (laughs) you know, like we're trying so hard to avoid anything of challenge and we end up causing ourselves more stress to try to avoid it than if we just did the thing in our in, in the first place. We'd be way better off, I think. That's so true. We have a saying here in Romania. Uh, it's, it goes something like this: the the lazy uh, needs to run more, something like this. But the idea is that um, if you are lazy and you don't do what you have to do, um, you you end up doing more than you would have had if you would have uh, actually done the work you know yeah totally agree yeah, yeah totally so agree. <laughs> there are these things that um, have been here uh, before we were born and uh, they're probably going to be here after we'll, 
we won't be here anymore. So yeah, I think this this we should think about them and uh, uh, maybe change our perspective on on a few things. And yeah, I think with, it will make our life much better. But I also I, wanted to, yeah, uh, no, go ahead. No. I was just gonna say, I think that's absolutely true. And I think it's just with technology, the way that it is moving so quickly, it, in a way it's making us harder and harder because it technology sort of sells us this, you know, self-driving car is a perfect example. Like the, the, it's, it's like every, so much technology is geared to just make everything as easy as possible. And it's just not yeah. a good direction. <laughs> you know, it's like, some things are great if they're easier, but some things is just like, it's still better to, you know, do, to, to do the work and do what it actually takes to be happy and healthy. And technology is never going to deliver that for us. I don't think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's, it's up to us. Like it can, it can help us for a while and it can, definitely uh, make our life easier and um, help us focus on uh, the things that matter as long as we have that awareness and we choose to do so that's because right. that it's not going to do that for us and that's the the tricky part that we we can fall in a hole <laughs> in of technology and uh, if we're not aware of where it's taking us we we can end up in a a really bad place so it's, yeah. it's up to us to to choose and to see see that we have a choice and that uh, it's really up to us it's it's something that we use it's not something that uses us that uh, right. um, is controlling us and i think that's that's very important yeah i agree so what I wanted to, to get to uh, was the example that you gave with, with food and with taking a moment before before eating. I think that's that's such an amazing example when it comes to, to gratitude as well. Like it's one of the things that I love to do um, before eating to, to, to be thankful, uh, to take you know, a moment to be thankful for, for the food that I'm eating and to become aware that I am enjoying that meal and it's it's such a different experience on how how you enjoy the food whether that's like the the perfect food <laughs> with everything that you like uh in that meal or it's just something that you that you managed to <laughs> to put uh, together in a very short while it's it's a different sensation when you when you take that moment to to appreciate it yeah and how how much I mean, I've had so many clients, their behavior around food, they might come to me because they, you know, binge eat or they overeat or they, you know, whatever. Um, and, and my first coaching with most of them is that is to take a moment, you know, to text me, text me before you eat just, and I, there's no judgment. I don't say, Oh, you shouldn't. I just go, I go, good. Got it. You know, just, that's how I respond. Got it. And it's like, they chew their food more. They take a deep breath. They have a little bit of thankfulness for the food. They enjoy who, you know, if they're eating with somebody, they actually enjoy the company of that person. Like it just breaks the routine enough where, where they, the true self of them emerges. And, and then that's the person that sits down to eat. And it's the coolest thing. And then when I, when I can establish that with them and they get to the point where they're building in that level of awareness, maybe later, and I mean like, months later, I might say, okay, now let's, we can talk about the food you're actually eating. If you want to start eating healthier, I can be a nutritionist in that regard. But the first thing I want to do is help them have a relationship with 
food or with whatever they're in their lives, have that relationship with that thing first, establish that, and then the conversation of the thing itself can occur. But first is, is how are you around it? You know, how do you have those moments where you can be yourself around those things? And it's, it's been very fun to watch and, and see, and see people realize that they have the power to do it themselves, that it's really not about me. It's just that I help them initially sort of how to find those moments. But once they know how to find them, they're on their own. And it's been really, really nice to see that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's also human nature. Like we need, we, we were trained to have an authority to, to help us with, with different things. And uh, I think that's, that's something okay to accept as well. Like we, at times we can't do it on our own and it's great that we have other people to, to help us with this. And, um, knowing that somebody's watching somehow and that there is an authority somehow it uh, makes us feel a bit more responsible and um it's again it's just a way in which we we operate and that's that's something that we can accept and use to our to our benefit so yeah and also um i think another important part about this uh, small habit is the fact that we usually eat uh, about three times per day so it's something that we do constantly that we can improve on and yeah. it, i think that's again getting back to, to the idea of uh, uh, taking big leaps and doing things just for the short, short term that are really big and uh, not for the long term as much. Um, the fact that we do this and we change this habit and we have it constantly, well, that actually leads to to big changes in the future. And I believe that this is the same with uh, mental health. This is the same with uh, emotional health. This is the same with physical health. Like most of the illnesses that we we're dealing with actually. Um, get to be illnesses because of the things that we do constantly not because of things that uh, we do every once in a while or something like this it's something that we do constantly that actually uh, has a negative impact on us and i believe that the only way in which we can balance things out is by doing the reverse right yeah, I, I completely agree. I always tell people because they say like, oh, what do you think about, you know, people going cleanses? And I go, well, I've never recommended a cleanse to a client ever. You know, and I always say like your health is going to be how you eat before the cleanse and how you eat after the cleanse. But a seven day cleanse isn't going to really tip the scales at all. It's not enough. And it's and, and likewise, you know, we can't expect to have all of our stress unravel in a two week vacation. And I haven't even taken one of those in 15 years, you know? <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. like, we can't, we can't expect the stress of life to be undone on a, with a short term vacation. We have to figure out how to negotiate our lives with what exactly what you said, which is what, with what we're doing most of the time, you have to figure out if you want to live a happy and healthy life, how to do that in life. It's fun to take a trip, but that's not going to solve the thing, the, the, what will solve your life, which will make your life better, not perfect because nobody's perfect and nobody lives a perfect life, but will, what will make your life better 
is if you focus on not on the one week vacation or the short term cleanse, but on what you do most of the time and say and, and poke holes in that and find moments in that, then you're winning. Then the vacation's even more fun. But you but at least while you're living your life, you're doing that so much better. And that's that's really where the big payoff is. Exactly. Exactly. And if we are complaining all the time and no always focusing on the negative, um, it's it's really hard if we if we go like you said, on a vacation or something to, to see something different because this is where our focus is, whether we are at home or we are, we are outside or we are in a different place, the tendency still remains because it's a habit. It's something that we are used to and on some level our brain feels that it's protecting us by doing this or it's, it gets something out of it. So if we, if we have this habit, Wherever we we take it, wherever we go, it's going to come with us. And if we take a bit of time to to feel more grateful and to appreciate the the, the little things and have uh, these kinds of small habits towards gratitude, when we go there, it's like you said, it's going to be a totally different experience, and we're going to enjoy those those beautiful moments as well. Yeah, I think that's absolutely, you can create it, you know, like if you just look at, because the good stuff's there for most people, it's just that we don't, it really is what you see, what you choose, we can't see everything, you know, we filter out so much, we only see a slice of what is around, and when we are in the habit of noticing the negative stuff, like you said, that is the habit, and it's very hard to break, and I don't even teach people how to break it. I just teach people how to like sort of leave that where it is, but then establish a new habit of looking into the good stuff and the stuff you're thankful for and the stuff you appreciate. And if you stick with it long enough, that will become the new habit and you don't have to worry about stopping the old one. You just create this new habit. And then that informs, informs more of what you do. And all of a sudden you're going like, my drive to work is more fun now. You know, and it was, it used to just make me horribly angry and frustrated. And now I put on, music that I love and, and, and think about things and, and whatever, you know, whatever that is, I stopped putting anything on in the car on the way to work. I just silence. And I just, it changed the whole game for me because I would listen to the news or I'd listen to something that would stress me out. Now I just turn off everything and I just breathe on the way down and it's just a whole nother experience, same drive, you know? And so it really is how we choose to, to come at our lives and, and, and how clear we are about the lives we want to live. Exactly, exactly. And being aware of what we actually need. Like yeah. like you said, sometimes I, I feel the same. Like I um I usually um listen to podcasts or listen to music or things of this nature, but sometimes just silence is is perfect and it's just just what I needed and um just what gets me um in in tune with myself and uh, I believe that it's it's very important to become aware of these things and to to give ourselves uh, the kind of experience that we uh, that we need in that moment but since we're nearing the end of our time together let our audience know how they can get in touch how um, they can find out more about your work sure the um, best place to go is my website which is sidgarzahillman.com it's all one word, sidgarzahillman.com. And my program is called Small Steppers. I'm in the process of completely redesigning the, the site and, and it'll have a group launch in early September, which we're gearing up for, which I'm really excited about. But for the moment, sidgarzahillman.com. And from there, you can 
link to my podcast and my YouTube channel and all those kinds of things. And I, I'm not on any social media um, other than YouTube, basically. And so, um, yeah, so my website's the be very best place to find me. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and for all of these amazing ideas that you shared with us. Well, it was a total pleasure and I really appreciate you having me on and, and keep doing the work that you do because it's really helping people. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You bet. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.